What's up, guys? It's Boomer and McQueen, and welcome back to the Right Life Podcast. Man, do we have a show for you today. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have to say, we have been blown away by the response from the Right Life Podcast. Like, we've had, I mean, just the encouragement and support that we've gotten from listeners, I think, has just been mind-blowing. And if you have been listening, people know that we have not, it's just been Boomer and McQueen. McQueen and Boomer. That's it. Um... But today is something else. Like we we got something different planned today. It goes down we in do. history for <laughs> the Right Life podcast, and that is we have our very first guest here. And it I'm is. not going to introduce him. I'm going to let you do that, Boomer. I think it'd oh. only be right if you did that. All right, I guess I can do that. Well, many of you listening know that we, as Right Life podcast, are a continuation of Right Side Radio. But we kind of like to say. You know, from the right side media multiverse, we are <laughs> part of it. But that show has been such an incredible hit all across the nation that we wanted to expand and dive in a little bit deeper into everyday life. And the masterminds, the CEOs, the the ones behind all of it are in studio today, which is actually the right side studio. But we'll get back to that later. But right here, we are so grateful for both of you. And we cannot be more excited for y'all to be our very first guest on the show, Phil and Charlene Williams. How are y'all today? We're good. We're good. Thanks for having um, us. Yeah, you like that intro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Right so trying to figure out who you're interviewing now. <laughs> you're like, do this every day on the show, right? <laughs> I know. Well, we have so many questions for you today. I mean, we, we kind of told you a little bit of them, but it's all about... Right side radio, military background, family, and just some other questions. So how about we just wait, dive right no, in? Before oh, we dive oh, in, oh. I'm going to interrupt oh, because I think it is super important. I mean, y'all have a history. The three of y'all. Tell, like, Can you tell us a little bit about how, how far you go back and how you guys even with know Boomer? each other? Oh. Yeah, with Boomer. <laughs> like Boomer baby. Yeah. <laughs> Boomer so tell, baby. tell us about it. <laughs> Man. I'm trying to remember how old you were when we like first met you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you were little. I was, I was little because I remember the red Jeep, and I remember oh, the, wow. <laughs> I remember the red Jeep. I remember the the big, you know, winter storms and you driving people around in the winter storms and the snow. I like, I remember those things. I also remember like Young Life stuff and yeah. all kinds of things. Church. Oh yeah. So you name it, that's what I remember. So I guess we've <laughs> known, yeah, we've known Boomer's family. They've been some of our dearest friends now for three decades. So. It's just, so I would guess you were probably first grade, second grade, somewhere around that time frame. Probably. And uh, we all went to church together. We, we you know, we, uh, of course, we were part of the uh, the same school environment because Charlene worked the same school where your mom yep. worked, mm-hmm. and our kids wound up going there. You went there. The, so it's it's been. I guess we've been like intertwined for years. <laughs> no, uh, it's a good good thing. It's been it's been awesome. It, I it has been man good. just. Just some of the memories and now being back here in studio and being able to be a part of y'all's family again is just absolutely incredible. It I is, love it. it. It really is pretty incredible. I think God did it. God did it. God yes, did he it. did. He, no he doubt. really did. For sure. Because we didn't expect to be back in Oh, man. Alabama. That was all just woven into his story. Oh, we yeah. drove to Nashville for y'all's wedding. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Well, and didn't y'all, like, maybe not at, your, not at your house, but, like, you were, like, some of the hosts for our baby shower. Or not baby shower. Wedding shower. Wedding shower. Yeah. We Bridal sure shower. Were, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that's how I remember, like, oh, you know, Charlene Williams and then her husband. Because, well, you're going to go into this in a little bit, but. 
Senator. I remember it was Senator Williams at the, <laughs> yeah. at the time. I like wow. Charlene Williams and her husband, Phil. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Charlene Williams Queen? and her husband, Phil. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Oh, I'm yeah, okay with right. that. I'm fine with that. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what else is cool, too. Uh, so, you know, Church of the Highlands, we're all in, involved there. And mm-hmm. your parents are on Church of the Highlands staff now. Yeah. But I, I like to point out that uh, the very first ever small group in the Gadsden area for Church of the Highlands was your parents and us. And, uh, and it was a bootleg awesome. group. We didn't even register it. We just did it. Oh, and then, I love it. And we all drove to Birmingham for church. It was just, you know, it was, it was just good times. I know y'all have just oh, been crazy. just great friends of my mom and dad and yeah. I for years, and they just love y'all. Well, it's, it's very mutual. <laughs> very and nice. you turned out all right. I, I'm working on and it. And then you married up. And I definitely married up, and that's why, that's why I'm just, you know, coasting right now. That's what it, that's what it is. All right, so can I dive in with some questions? Go ahead. All right, so, Phil, I'm going to start with you. All right. I'll be ready. Are you ready? All right. So what gave you the idea or why, why did you want to start right side radio? And like, just, did you want to do a radio show to begin with? Where did this come from? I thought we were going to talk about guns and cars. What are we doing? (laughs) I just threw you We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, golly. You know, so uh, did I see it coming? No, not at all. This is not something that I sat back and thought. I just can't wait till the day comes and God lets me start a radio show. No, I didn't. Not at all. Um, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is that I've got this really eclectic background, I guess. Some would call it schizophrenic if you look at my resume. Like, how many lifetimes have you led? But anyway, but all these things uh, have given me an opportunity to be a communicator. And, and, I'm, and I'm usually not content if I'm not somewhere where I feel like I'm not impacting culture or doing something that, that benefits the, the broader narrative, I guess. Um, so I, um, uh, when I decided to leave politics, uh, I, I thought, you know, okay, what, what, what's the deal, Lord? I mean, why did I do eight years in the state Senate? Was it just so I can say I did eight years in the state Senate or just something for it? And I was literally leaving office. Um, and I'd had a conversation with your dad, Boomer, and, and actually he was asking me for some advice. And I told Charlene afterwards, I said, I'm pretty sure I'd have spoke to myself, <laughs> uh, because what, what, what I wound up sharing with your dad was exactly what I felt like was the story for me. Leaving politics, I was not supposed to know what was next until I was willing to let go of what I had. That's what mm-hmm. I came down to. Wow. So I was literally leaving office, and um, I got a call from the Alabama Policy Institute like two weeks before I leave office. And I told Charlene, <laughs> I said, they're either calling to ask me for money or offer me a job. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> but um, but they, they asked me to come on board and be the policy director at API, the Policy Institute. And, uh, and that was cool. And that gave me a chance to have a voice and it expanded my territory, really. And, you know, I used to be the state senator, did a lot in my district and sometimes outside my district. Next thing I know, I'm giving speeches all over the state, you know, Man. going to conferences, um, you know, making media appearances because whenever they needed somebody to give the conservative view on something that wasn't actually a politician, they'd call and I'd be the guy. And uh, I feel like I'm dragging the story out. But no. then bottom line is I, I started doing more radio. And uh, Dale Jackson, who's a morning show host and, and program director for one of our affiliates up in um, Huntsville, he called me, asked me to sub in for him one day. He's going on vacation. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Uh, so how long would I talk? Like an hour? Uh, more like two hours. Two hours? <laughs> two hours? I can't do that. Oh, God. So, you know, wow. I, I lawyered up. I prepped up all my notes. I went up there. I didn't even touch half my notes. I had the best time. Did it for him three or four times. In March of 21, he calls me, and he says, um, he says, hey, man. I said, hey. He goes, uh, Rush Limbaugh died. And I said, yeah. You mm-hmm. all right? And he goes, yeah, but I got to fill three hours now. And I was like, okay. 
I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, what's this got to do with me? And he goes, we, we've been talking. I think we wanted you to do a, 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 like a Phil Williams show. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, and so, you know, but a lot of prayer and fasting. Charlene and I really just kind of knuckled down on it. You need to chip in on this conversation here because it was a life pivot for us to do this. Yeah. Um, and it still is. Uh, but um, we decided to go for it. So we went on the air July of 21, and I wasn't comfortable calling it the Phil Williams Show. It's called Right Side Radio, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it's syndicated within the first year, and now we're covering over half the state and looking for more places to go. So That's so that's cool. My that's my story. Amazing. That's, what a, so, that's so incredible. And, and even what you were saying earlier about talking, when y'all were talking to my dad, and uh, you said you kind of, Spoke uh, to you like, spoke to yourself, <laughs> yeah. and I, um, it, I know it's a continuation even today that we're just continuing to trust God and let Him lead everything through, yeah. through Sometimes just every day. A faith journey, right? Step <laughs> oh, by step Lord, by faith. Every yeah. day. <laughs> so on that note, Charlene, like, what were your thoughts and like your response to when Phil said, "I think I'm supposed to start." Like, what what did you think? Right. Show me your little big fist. <laughs> <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? Um, when I get mad at him, teasing, I'll hold up my fist like I, you know I'm going to hit him. He, he laughs every time. Look at that little bee fist. Um, no, but when he told me about the call from Dale Jackson, I was like, "What?" Not that I was totally shocked. I mean, let's be real. All the things that we have done throughout our, our life together, um, it's been an adventure. But you know, then the second thing I did think was you'll be tied to that desk for three hours a day Mm -hmm. um and so y'all are you too boomer um but the thing that really grabbed me was i know that phil is drawn to making a difference Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity the lord calls him to i'm like well if this is the place we're supposed to be all right let's go Mm. that's awesome that's just awesome being that supportive and yeah, if that's what God's calling you to, you, you say, all right, I'm going. Wow. You said I'm walking. a minute ago, walking by faith and yeah. not by sight. Oh, girl. And now, and now look at Every it. It's day. like being being broadcasted to half the state of Alabama, but even even more on listeners, acro- listeners in across other countries. Yeah, across the country just by the yeah. podcast. I mean, God has just done some amazing things. And, and, then, and yes, then, yes. God's opened the door. There's like 18 newspapers that pick up an op-ed that I write every week. Wow. And, wow. You know, they... It's just crazy, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what God does next. Yeah. But can I, can I add in one piece, though? Yeah. So when we syndicated, I'm pointing at Boomer. Oh, no. We're on the air, so <laughs> people, people can't see what I'm doing. I'm pointing at Boomer. This is um, a fun piece. This yeah. is a fun. So, so, I'm, so when we syndicated, I used to just literally sit at my desk at the law firm with a microphone and a little board with switches that I didn't know what even... 90% of them did and I'd just talk and I would send it you know the signal went to Huntsville and they did what they had to do and broadcast it um, and then the syndication though meant that okay I can't I can't have one radio station benefiting from what another one produces mm-hmm. so we had to bring it in house and so we had to build a studio we had to have an office we had to have people and you know, and that meant that I had to have a, a people. I had to have a people, <laughs> a people here because, you know, I joke a lot of times, but it's true. In the army, I was what we called a push to talk guy. I'd, you know, if my if I'd say, hey, you know, Celeski, I got to talk to headquarters. He'd say like frequency modulation and amplitudes and <laughs> frequencies, and I'd go, look, dude, if I push the little button, will I talk to somebody? Yes, sir. That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, that's the way I feel in the studio. I just want to know if I'm talking to that somebody can hear it. Well, I had to have somebody. 
And I told Charlene one day before church, I had just heard, who told us? I, I think just, Bobby. I think Bobby? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think a friend of ours, Bobby, had mm-hmm. said that you guys, he'd heard you guys were moving back to Alabama. That was just neat news. I mean, it wasn't like that was a meaningful thing to right side. It was just neat news. Mm-hmm. And then we were getting ready for church. I still remember this. She was sitting on the couch, probably doing your nails or something. And I was headed back to the back to get dressed. And, and I looked at you and I said, I'm going to call Nathan May. I'm, I'm using your real name. That's okay. <laughs> um, I said, I'm going I'm to, she goes, really, you think? And I said, I do think. I mean, what can you do? Say no, right? So I went and I asked your dad at church. I saw, I saw him. You weren't in town yet. Right. I said, did, did, are, are Nathan and Courtney moving to town? They are. He was excited, by the way. Yeah. I said, they are. Which really meant my grandkids are moving <laughs> That's to town. Exactly yeah. That's exactly what it meant. <laughs> and, and, and I said, um, you know, and I kind of described briefly what I was looking for. And I said, do you think he'd have any interest? I didn't even know what his, like, his politics are. And he goes, oh, he's probably more conservative than you. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went, okay. And here we are. So Man, it just, and it we're, and I'll just say, just from the both of us, we're just super, I mean, blessed, really, yep. to be here. Grateful, uh, you, excited, You blessed. say that. We're the ones who are blessed. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, it's, yep. just, it's just awesome. Well, okay. Ooh, all right. Before we, <laughs> let's just move on a little bit. We'll move right. on to another subject. But military. You have an incredible military background, family, uh, for y- your dad, right? Before him as well. And my granddad. And your yeah. granddad, yeah. right. And um, man, could you just tell us a little bit about that? I mean, we have listeners that are part of Right Side as well. And I'd just like to know a little bit of your story, um, military story. Yeah, I hope you'll get the military wife story too. Oh, we're going there that's, next. That's, right. what, yeah. that's the next question. That, that, that can't be done without that, but... Um, no, it is. It's, it's been it's been generational in my family. It's been it's been one of those things. And I and I remember it's funny because I used to work in full time counseling with kids, mm. and I remember seeing somebody's counseling records one time, and it talked about them growing up in the disruptive army lifestyle. And I thought, really? Because it wasn't for me. Mm. You know, it just to me it was a it was a thing that was a part of life, but it was also a thing that just was inspiring. You know, I, so I grew up. My granddad was a retired general officer. Uh, he was post commander at Redstone Arsenal when I was a kid. I remember that um, at one point. Uh, and my dad was also an Army officer, career uh, officer, retired as a colonel. And I remember one time uh, recognizing that my dad and my granddad were both in Vietnam at the same time together. And that was just you know that wow. that kind of Man. that kind of thing being in your background. My granddaddy was a World War II veteran, retired after Vietnam, so he served for thirty years, um, and uh, was a glider rider, which is like part of the early generation of paratroopers. They flew gliders, which was just, to me, is the most th- crazy thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't even understand. Like, oh, my. Uh, my dad did two tours in Vietnam, highly decorated. And um, and then later on, uh, I wound up going in myself, and now our son is on active duty now. He's a major on active duty. Wow. And um, so it's just been, it's been four generations. I mean, technically, it's three. Now, it's four generations that served for extended periods of time. But my great grandfather, I found his World War One discharge certificate, and um, and he Man. was he was in the thick of some stuff. Uh, so it's just been generational, and you know, uh, going off to war was a thing that I saw my family do. I mm-hmm. wound up doing, and you know, it's just it's been it's been something. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a piece of our life that just uh, I wouldn't trade for the world, mm-hmm. and. And, and it, it adds it adds so much color to our life, but it also it's 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 had its moments where it was hard. Yeah. But um, so yeah, my piece was uh, doing infantry and some special operations stuff, and um, 
you know, went to ranger school and paratrooper and all that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, it's, it, I think, I think more what is done in me as a person is, 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 is more to, to, to look at now than just what's on the resume. It's just what, what yeah. is built in me, what God's used it for has been so much more. Yeah. Um, but wow. I mean, even during, during the right side show, we talk about, uh, some of the Afghanistan um, when you were there, and we even get to hear it from um, our listeners as well. And yeah. just being able for the way that you relate um, to the military, uh, the people that are in service right now and that are, have come off of duty um, is just incredible. And we just just thank you. Thank you for well, your service. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you much. Mm, yeah. But... Then there's being the army wife. Oh yeah, right. which we would love to hear about because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are maybe navigating and walking through that, or trying to navigate and walk through that same kind of or similar experience. So, Charlene, what would you say to like the you know army wives and military wives and army ranger wives that are you know at home because it's a I'm sure it's a can be a lonely life um, at you know at times and probably hard mm-hmm. to communicate mm-hmm. or you don't there's not much at all communication kind of depending on where you're at I'm sure. So right. just tell us a little bit about that. Okay, I sure will. Um, you know, that's quite the loaded question. Um, you know, in terms of giving advice, I don't really feel qualified in that. There's so many um, wives that have had, you know, husbands deployed far more times than feel. But um, the things that I've learned through it have been valuable. But, you know, I can't imagine having a husband deployed and not knowing Jesus. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, I can't. Wow. Because it is difficult at times. And um, and he is so faithful. And he was so faithful through both of Phil's deployments for myself and, and the kids. And um, obviously Phil, that he's back whole, you know, physically mm-hmm. and mentally is just a testament to to well, God's faithfulness. He's <laughs> 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 so funny. Um Jury's still out on the other one, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but, you know, the thing I remember thinking um, when we first found out he was being deployed right after 9-11, you know, it's like when, when I was watching those towers fall, I remember thinking, Phil's going. Yeah. And, mm. um, and you know, our kids were young. I was going to ask you, how old were your kids at that um, time? Let's see. Caitlin was in fourth grade, and our son Josh was in seventh grade. Okay. So, you know, this was a shock for the whole family. But I remember thinking, I want to be stable for them. Right. And, you know, because no one wants their husband to go to war. No one wants their dad to go to war. Mm -hmm. But we were so proud of him. Mm -hmm. And and I was so proud of him. And I wanted the kids to understand the whole patriotic element to this war thing. You know, he's not going off on a lark to, you know— be away from the family and have fun. Um, I wanted them to understand that because it's a sacrifice for them. Absolutely. And so anyway, um, that, that brings back the God piece again, I, you know, because I had to rely on him for that a whole lot. But the other piece I'll throw in there really quickly is, you know, I've, God is just so smart. Um, he knew that we were going to meet and get married. And so, but I grew up and my grandfather was actually in the Marines and um, Mm -hmm. he was wounded um, 
um, in the Battle of Iwo Jima. Okay. Um, there's actually a picture of him in a magazine going up. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, wow. So, oh, you'll have to show us that sometime. Oh, yeah, or I think Russ see it, yeah. Um, That's so, so cool. I used to watch war movies when I was little. My yeah. mom was very patriotic and... She used to talk about her dad and, um, you know, the, the, what happened in World War II. And um, so I, I have, I'm all about love of country after, you know, God, family, love of country. And so um, it's just a puzzle piece that God just knew yeah. to put in there because mm. I can't imagine not being mm-hmm. supportive of him, you know, going overseas. Yeah. Well, she was. And let me just say, too, I mean, I had a, um, in my second tour, uh, which was in Baghdad, I had uh I had a seven-man team, and we were attached to an infantry battalion in a pretty bad area. Mm-hmm. Out of a seven-man team, I saw two of their marriages fall apart. Oh. Wow, what a what a story that is, Phil, and thanks so much for sharing that with us. Yes. I cannot even imagine what you guys went through, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm sure there's probably some other people listening that, that just really, really spoke to and impacted. Yeah. Um, but guys, guess what? That is all we have time for on this episode, but no worries. Stick around because we will have more for you with Phil and Charlene Williams coming up here on the next episode. Stick around. Thanks, guys.